John Ryan. <laughs> He's Jonathan Prince. And together we are... We are brutally Johnist. Brutally Johnist. Big so up your little thing you're doing. Doing my little thing. I should um, turn around, actually, because that's the logo, isn't it? That's the, like... That was what I was going for. Is that what it was? That was what I was going for. Without the headphones, of Mate. course. How you doing, buddy? I am freezing. And I don't do cold. I thought you were I'm normally thinking... too hot. Yeah, I can't, but today I'm just really cold. It's just really, really cold. And nobody cares. Nobody in our wide world cares. No one. What, what day alone. are we on today? 5th of March, 2021. Episode yeah, 21. 20, you said 21st. So wow. It is our 21st. Wow. We should have a drink. Go on, have, have a treat yourself. There you go. <laughs> to your Ray nephews. Ray nephew, yeah, got a pint of Ray Ray. Right, use your pint of Ray nephews. <laughs> Do you know who John Simmons is? Um, yes, comedian and, I believe, one of the Teletubbies. He was one of the Teletubbies. He's a good lad, John Simmons. He was sent me this thing the other day. They were selling um, selling off Ray and Nephews in his local Tesco's £2.67, a little bottle. I'm like, I'm going to send you £100 now, just buy more, all of them. <laughs> He's like, I can't go now, come out like an alcoholic. <laughs> I can't be doing that much. Oh, nah, man, them things are too strong for me. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to say something. No, you just, um, you just got to drink it. And then when I went uh, Grenada, they had um, this kind of village stuff where they get the pure rum and they put like cinnamon and grass and duck's feet and. I'm going to reverse that one, man, because I feel like I've just done the whole of St Vincent and a wrong and mate. So my dad's from St Vincent and they have like the strongest rum in the world, bruv. In the world, eighty-four point five percent. ABV. But why would you want 84.5% rum? Well, much like any nation that drinks spirits, I don't know if you knew this, but any nation that their national drink is a spirit, they always water down the spirits. They have the spirit with water. So in Scotland, they have like whiskey with water and they have the uh, same thing in Ireland, I believe. And um, like, I don't know, Grappa in um, Greece and Athens and stuff like that, they have that with water, cold water. Why? So that it gets cloudy. Why do they do that? Aha, good question. So the reason why they do that, yeah, is because the body can only absorb up to 40% ABV. If it's just been distilled, it's going to be way stronger than that. Anything over 40%, you would wee out, if that makes sense. It would just go straight through you. So if you make it under 40%, you actually get everything from it. So in theory, you'd be more drunk and a cleaner drunk. And so how do you know how much to add, how much water to add? Um, I think most places do it by taste, don't they? See, you just went, I think. You had so much credit. Well, most places to do it by oh, taste. Like, the whole science chemist background was just, I'm like, man, this guy's so impressive. And then because, for example, right, if you have like something that's coming off at like 63%, then to water it down to 39% will take less water than it would do something that was 80% to water it down to 39%. So I can't give you a volume I feel like, of water. I feel like I'm trapped in a nightmare listening to you. <laughs> I'm like, I've not revised, mate. I've not revised, Max. You never told me nothing about bringing a calculator. <laughs> He's got a calculator as well. Smashing it. Um, yeah, so you were talking about in the last show yeah. the candy song and dance. So what's your tune for the week? Let me just go with the tune for the week. has to be... It's a candy. I can feel it when you want. Feel it when you want. So, oh, mate, I got it wrong. I got it wrong on the ting, man. I got it wrong then. People are going to be writing in the comments like, 
Jonathan got it wrong. I can do the dance, man. What's what's the dance? What's the significance? Well, what the thing is, right? When you look at uh, music, you look at let's be honest, white people's music. You know, we've got like Agadu. There's no black equivalent of Agadu, is there? No. Right? And there's that thing about people going, oh, you know, black people are really good dancers, are really cool. Blah, 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 blah. No. When Candy comes on, they lose their minds. That's that's a racial right there. Get in the box if you disagree with me. That's a pure racial fact. If you were to get 100 people in a room and put them all in complete body suits so you couldn't tell what their ethnicity was, put a candy dance on, you'll find out who the black people are. So I have a friend named Arnie, right? And he's from, um, he's from Iceland. And when he moved to England, he lived in London. And he came to work one day, like fresh from Iceland. Yeah, and he said to me, I don't mean to be funny, but I went to this club the other day. And it was full of black people. We were the only white ones there. And they played this song and everybody danced to it yeah. in the same way. He said, people yeah. were teaching me and my friends how to dance to it. What's yeah. the song? And I went, in my mind, I kind of thought like, I wish I didn't know the song, but I was just like, candy. So if you and... haven't seen the dance people, um, I'm not going to say it now because if I get it wrong, then I'm going to be shamed in front of uh, my whole Let them find it out for themselves. See, like, it's like line dancing, country line dancing. That's it. That's the the nearest equivalent to it, except you don't look like you've um, been stuck out on a farm and riding around on oxes. <laughs> That's actually quite true, you know. That's quite an accurate positioning, and that makes it sound wrong, but it isn't accurate. Yeah, I like it. And don't matter how cool you are, you will lose your mind when candy comes on. So um, I'm going to play my tune of the week, right? Um, Is it one of your rapping, lyrical... Mr. Steel. So it's, it it goes like this. Oh yeah. Right. The tune's bad. That's the only reason why I've put it in here. The tune is wicked, mate. I don't know why, but I've only just recently clocked onto Aretha Franklin, and that is a track by Aretha Franklin called Think. The late great Aretha Franklin. Is it called Think? Think. Think. I always thought it was respect. Hold on, son. Listen again. <laughs> A wheel up. <laughs> oh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've learned, mate. I always thought it was called R-E-S-P-E-C-T. No, that's the next track. It's a different tune, bro. Well, there you go. Just goes to show they all sound the same. They all sound the same, don't they? All sound the same. Tell you what. But not quite on the on a par with um, Candy, but you know. How are you gonna meet? How can you say that? Aretha is like, oh, I can't even say her name, man. I'm struggling with that. Every time I've said right. that, she just think of the canal that leads from the bladder to the peepee hole. But that would begin with you, bro. Yeah, Aretha Franklin. <laughs> but when that was proper name, she just got people to take the piss. Oh. Oh no, oh no. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk about uh, something that happened the other day, man. So I've been like conscious recently that I've put on weight because I've put on weight, right? Cool. I used to go to the gym like four or five times a week. No, it's not, it's not no sob story, but like, and eat what I want. Now I don't go to the gym, still eating what yeah. I want. You know that you're getting, getting bigger, right? When you take your glasses off, yeah? And you look at your face and it looks like you've still got your glasses on, bruv. I don't know if oh, you've right, you, you got a fat face. Do you know what I mean? It's, when you um, get fat face. Yeah. 
takes about an hour for that to go, man. It's some dreadness. When um when I was at school, uh, there were there were two Jimmys in our football team. So one was Jimmy Fatface, and the other one was Jimmy. And then um, I bumped into Jimmy Fatface about five years later, and he'd lost weight. Rather than calling the other one Jimmy Fatface, they then became Jimmy, and Jimmy, who used to be Fatface, so he became Jimmy Euster. Jimmy Euster. Jimmy Euster. <laughs> That's, nickname. That's one of my favourite nicknames, right? Jimmy Euster, and the other one, of course, All Clear Dave, I've mentioned before. All Clear Dave, we went on holiday, and he got an STD. And then when we come back, um, he got treated, and he came in the pub one day and said, uh, I'm all clear now. So he became All Clear Dave, or All Clear. I love the way the Brits put nicknames on people, man. We, I played football once against uh, the Queen's Guards, and um, it was a really sunny day. And I got subbed off at about 70 minutes. My missus was there as well, and it was really sunny. It was a really, for like the level of football I played, which wasn't like the greatest, the clubhouse was, it was the Queen's Guards. It was really nice, do you know what I mean? Proper food. Oh, they're like the Queen's Guards. Or did they have football kits on? They had proper good football kits compared to ours. Do you know so what I mean? They weren't like, on horses. They weren't on horses. No. <laughs> No swords or nothing. But um, yeah, long and short, I decided to have a glass of rosé because it was sunny and like just I was with my missus. And and because let's not forget you're from the ghetto as well. Well, Rick Ross drinks rosé. I'm putting that out there. Keeping it real. So you had your glass of rosé. And uh, someone's... Do you remember to the water in it to make sure that you um, lowered the alcohol content? Nah, because rosé is never going to be above 15. Mate, I just didn't realise what a pisshead you are. You've got that hardcore smackhead drug knowledge that only a serious alcohol user can know. Yeah, don't touch that, John. That's only 27%. <laughs> what? You want to get yourself some 32%, man. <laughs> What's going on? And I got called, my nickname was Rose, bruv. So, like, for the years Rose. after that, I played football. Rose over here. Rose up the wing. Rose, go on. <laughs> Even the other side would be like, watch out for Rose. Rose on, John, on your shoulder. I hated it, bruv. But it was funny. I think it may be making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a feeling I got. Come on, then. What's the big story for the week? What's the one? I was just going to say, man, this weight conscious thing, man. I stepped on the kitchen floor the other day, yeah? At the same time as the guy upstairs must have dropped his weights or something. But I like, stood there all shocked at it. Like, I had to go step back where I stepped just to make sure it wasn't me being proper heavy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm conscious, man. could have done man. the candy dance. Could have done the candy dance. Not if I'd have broke the floor. One of, uh, one of my dad's favourite jokes about a bloke, he's uh, naked. His wife comes home and he's, he's naked on scales and uh, he's holding his belly. And she says, there's no point holding your belly. It won't make you any slimmer. He went, no, but I can see the numbers. <laughs> Terrible. I like that. On that level, right, I know a friend um, who does like, like building work and stuff. I mean, you know, like inside of a house. So if you need something fixed or a bathroom put in or a bathroom. I'm your man. It's me. Well, go that's on. you now. So a similar friend, similar friend. Go, 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 go. Um, and when he did my house, uh, we, we filled the bath up with water and then we put the, um, what's the, the stuff? Grout. The grout or the sealant? The, the sealant. The thing in the, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no, that's rubbish. The mastic. The mastic. That's it, right? So we put the mastic in and then about, Two weeks later, after I had a couple of baths, it was coming away. So I said to him, oh, it's coming away. Come round and that, sort out. He was like, yeah, 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 cool. But it shouldn't be coming away because we filled it up with water. And I says, yeah, but yeah. I've been in the bath now. And he goes, doesn't matter. I says, what do you mean doesn't matter? He says, well, it'll be the same way as you, as the water being in there. Cause... Yeah. And I was like, he goes, because you'll float, innit? Like, and I was like, bruv, 
if there's like 10 kilograms of water in there and I weigh 80 kilograms. Oh my God, hang on. There's going to be oh. 90 kilograms of water, 90 kilograms in there plus the bath. Do you get what I'm saying? Anyway, it just made me laugh. You can't get in the bath and like your weight goes to be invisible. Like. <laughs> no, because the, the bath can only go down so far. So if you put a ton in the bath, it's not going to go any lower. The, the, the weight load is, is quite minimal. Yeah, to the floor, right? right? Obviously, if, if that was it the case. It won't be on the floor. It will be on feet. Exactly. Feet exactly. We'll just have a few millimetres play. When all the bath is full of water, I feel like I'm on John's DIY um, <laughs> mastic channel, which will do. My dad used to do the mastic in, and when you squirt the mastic, you get a proper tool now. And then you lick it. your finger. Oh, you go, lick your finger like that. Nasty, brother. Do you know what, yeah? I don't like the smell of vinegar. I don't like it. I don't like vinegar at all. And that stuff smells of vinegar. And when people do that thing, and then like, like, oh, mate. Nasty. Not feeling it. Anyway, this is turning into a mathematical counselling session. I do have to go back to that. What I'm saying is that the weight of water and the bath, yeah, is going to be increased when you get in the bath. That's all I'm saying. But I had this argument with my friend in in him saying... Yeah, it will be. But you know when you get a jumper... When you put it in water, when you take it out, it's saturated. It doesn't matter how much more water you put. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the next right? thing. Well, it's the same. Same theory. <laughs> the bath doesn't get any heavier. Five of you can get into it. It's not going to make it any heavier. Because no, this weight, is what I'm saying. It's not going to make it drop, but it is going to make it heavier. Drop. Yeah, but it's not going to drop. Exactly. But it is going to... Anyway. I don't bore people with that. Um, yeah, you I mean, had... this is this is what people want to hear. This is why they tune into us. Do not hear mean. the real stuff, you know. Yeah, people being brutally honest about displacement of water. Well, that's like the Titanic, right? It sunk, but the swimming pool is still full. There you go, mate. We don't know the light. Wilfred Zaha, we were going to talk about him. I seem like we talk about things a little late because we forget, but Wilfred Zaha, he spoke of, he's a football player. Plays Wilfred for... Zaha, great footballer, man. Great. Um, should be playing for England, but he, um, there's just a lot of competition in his places. He's going to play for Ivory Coast now, but he played for Man United as well. But it didn't work out for him. But what Wilfred's done is, he's talking about taking the knee. He doesn't want to take the knee anymore. And he's a black man saying, I don't want to take the knee. And it's confusing the hell out of white people. Because mm-hmm. if a white man went, I'm not going to take the knee, they'd go, well, you've been racist. But Wilfred has probably got the same reasoning. It's how he's being viewed and whether or not we've moved on now from taking the knee. I think, I think I'll add some context to it. So Wilfred has, actually, has come out and actually said that it is degrading in taking the knee as a sign of being like almost to say, yeah, respect me the same as you respect everybody else. When if he gets, for example some racial abuse online or other players, then nothing's really done about it. Or it has to become some massive thing in the media for something to be done about it, as opposed to it being what it is, which is wrong. You get me? So he wants to see real action and actually feels like taking a knee is kind of like saying, it's like, it's just symbol, it's, isn't it? But it's a token, it's a token, token gesture. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think this whole Black Lives Matter thing, it's, it's elevated 
the discussion, whether people agree with the movement, Black Lives Matter movement, whether they think technically, I don't, the fact is people are talking about it and we are now starting to see the BBC going, oh, we need to get some black faces on BBC other than Lenny Henry or Garth Crooks. So it's been successful in that way, but I don't know if people now understand the symbolism of taking the knee because it came from America, didn't it? And standing Well, we spoke about this in episode seven, just a little plug there, um, where, yeah. where we spoke about uh, George Floyd's mad. George, yeah. George Floyd's mad. Yeah. Let me have a sip of water right there. Ryan Nephews. Right. Um, when we spoke about that, and I, I still feel pretty much the same. Like, I agree with the sentiment, um, clearly, but I don't agree that it, it, once it's made to be a movement, it can be. Um, brushed under the carpet in any way if the people who started the movement become turned out to be dodgy if like someone in the movement does something dodgy if someone joins the movement and does something dodgy to make it look like the movement it's easy yeah, to just still, kind of they're it talking about it so it's still working isn't it it's still bringing it to public attention and Indeed, yeah it, and unfortunately all right george floyd the, the man got killed in america and we go, well, how does that apply to people in Britain and black people in Britain? The experience is different and all that nonsense. The fact is, we're still talking about it. And we're still, because of that whole movement, because of people taking the knee, people now, if nothing else, it's making, you know, people question and try to understand why are we still in this situation where you have a child and I have a child and from the moment they're born, my kids are ahead of yours. Obviously not when it comes to maths and knowledge of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, you that. Um, and that's how it goes. That's how, that's that's what the, that's what the problem is. The problem is that we don't still we'll go. Yeah, race. All right. Well, all right. They shoot black people. That's wrong. But Megan and and Harry or Whinge and Ginge, as they're now being called, been chased out of the country and they've been told that she's a woman's attention seeking. She's making up racism. But no, she's a black woman. If she says she's been racially abused, who am I to go? No, you're not. You're crazy. I haven't really followed it. I didn't watch the Oprah thing. They had a, uh, Meghan and Harry had an interview with Oprah recently. Um, I don't think the Queen's happy. Or, or at least that's what the media are saying. It's caused beef. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I ain't see the interview. I'm not really interested in watching it. Because um, it's none of my business, really. But, um, yeah, man. It feels, say, very similar to, like, just... You know how people, like... I'm just going to say it, man. People hated... The, like, the media kind of were dread to Diana, yeah? Dread, 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 dread. Yeah? And it's, it feels like similar things. Yeah, but I think the thing with Diana, though, was that the people loved her. The media clearly didn't. But with Meghan, the people ain't got no time for the girl, right? And because of what they've been fed. Clearly, look, the man, Harry, he's met this woman. He thinks that's the one for me. Let him go about his business. Let them have their little yellow man, redhead, mixed-race kids, right? <laughs> You're going to get stick from white people and black people, and the Chinese are joining. But the woman, me name Yellow Man, she's been a victim and she's being treated badly. Who am I to say, no, you're not, it's all in your mind. She's an American, so obviously there's going to be issues straight away there because culturally we're different. But the, the royal family, they don't like their black people to be out up front, they like them to be backstage or hidden away and the, the reality is that you know she had that the wedding where she had the black kid playing a cello where she found him who knows and a choir and all the rest of it mate and dude's it, mate, name's Sheku K- 
Kanemaro or something like that. And I didn't even watch the wedding. I just know the dude. That hasn't really done much for my street cred there. But he's a bad boy cellist. Listen, mate, I think your street cred ended with Rosé and math, maths quizzes at the start of the podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, so they found it. Before that, you know, look, did you know that black kids play the cello? I'm, I'm, I never saw one. So... She's brought, you know, she's raised the profile and awareness to that level. When they've gone, right, you've raised the awareness, we're not racist, now we're going to be racist. Do you know what? I'm going to have to work out what the dude's name is now. Sheiku. Do it. Have it. Well, I just think, though, Do you know what? His name's Sheiku Kanemason. Smashed it. Smashed it. That yeah. sounds like a recipe. I'll have a... Recipe Sheiku for good Kanemason, music, it? But she's now gone off to America and they're just running the girl down like, hang on, what about your other son? You know, what about Prince Andrew, what he's been accused of? Where's all the media attention to that? So there's Rather a thing, than... right, called, um, there's a movie called Friday, done by Ice Cube years ago. It's like a cult classic. And in this movie, there's a character who's like a bully, right? And <laughs> the lyric goes, um, I'm worried about, the character's name's Debo. And when he comes round, they took their gold chains in and that. And then when he's gone, they all go on big and boasty again, yeah? Because they think they're going to get robbed. And uh, the lyric is, um, when he around, I'll be quiet. But when he gone, I'll be talking again. Right. And that's basically how I see it with the Megan thing. Now they're like, God, it's like, oh, yeah, when they were here, yeah, 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 I'll be quiet for a bit because we've been dread up with the media. I mean, be quiet for a bit. And as soon as they're gone, so much to talk about, isn't it? But it's, it's hard because um, Prince Harry, you know, he's quite a popular guy. You know, he's pretty sound bloke. So why don't we trust in a man's judgment? Leave them people alone, mate. If they want to make their millions, let them make their millions. Let's work out why Prince Andrew's been hidden away. Let's kind of, you know, try and understand that this institution of the royal family, this girl's coming and shook it up. Well, what did she think was going to happen? You know, and he must have known that you've got responsibility, I think, when you um, go into another culture to understand that things that are normal in your culture, as in American, it's going to be different than what it is over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, leave the girl alone. If they want to be left alone or they want to make millions, well, there's nothing else going on in the country right now that we could be talking about. As, and again, as you just alluded to, some of the stuff that was going on in the royal family isn't necessarily an attraction to go and join and like be representing them things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this next bit, yeah, you might, you're yeah. going to think, well, I'm just going to say it, yeah. But you know, there's certain things in life that you've never really agreed with you, and you kind of always thought, I'm just going to say it, bruv. Dinosaurs. That story's shaky to me. That story is always, in my mind... Dinosaurs are shaky. The story, the whole thing, there's just, just, the whole thing just seems seems shaky. There seems to be... And I'm not, like, coming with no conspiracy. I've not gone and looked to go and see a load of people that think dinosaurs aren't real. Right. What then? Like... What is it you're not getting... Okay, I'll just put one thing out there. So, intelligent mankind, man with Neanderthals, yeah? And there's velociraptors right. around. You don't think you're just going to be food? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you're going to survive and come true now? Like, nah, mate. If some of them dinosaurs were how they're portrayed in Jurassic Park... No, I'm joking, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if some of the dinosaurs are how they've been portrayed, then there's no way that Neanderthal man who were, like, basically stupid, like... Could have got. Why were the NFL men stupid? Why? Why would you say that? As in, like they didn't have like, not um, I don't know, they did have tools. Did they have tools by then? Were they using tools? Yeah. 
a wheeling thing. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I reckon that in te- if dinosaurs, if the whole dinosaur thing is true, then, like, intelligent mankind, I reckon, were around, like, homo sapiens yeah. at the same time. The only, the only slight problem... For us to be here now. Otherwise, the only, yeah, the, the only slight problem with your otherwise genius logic is that humans been around for, like, 350,000 years, right? And dinosaurs died out about 65 million years ago. See, that's what I'm saying, shaky. And I've not done enough research to back up this. You clearly saying, haven't like, done enough research. But no, I don't think, I think humans have been around for longer than that. Why do you think that? I've, I mean, I'll have to come back to this in a later show, like, because I don't really want to take it. But I'm Be just saying... None of your nonsense about bathtubs full of water. I want proper science with this one rather than you and your fat ass and your mate. You can't <laughs> match it properly. I want scientific. I want David Attenborough style facts. I'll come back on it, mate. I'll come back on it. But like, I don't really want to turn it into a conspiracy thing, but I'm just feeling like... Do you think these dinosaurs were never here? I think they were intelligent mankind beyond the time that we kind of give it credit for. Do you know what I mean? So... You know, birds are living dinosaurs. They're descendants of dinosaurs. Birds. But this is my point, yeah, because when you say that to me, I, I, when people say something like that to me, it, I kind of glaze over a little bit because I kind of think like, yeah, but like, <coughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I really, I don't know. I don't know if I really believe. believe. I need to do some more research so I can be specific on the bits that I don't really believe yeah. in. I think what you need to do is pour yourself a nice glass of rosé. <laughs> And then get, get, get a book on dinosaurs from the library. So check um, this out. I'm just going to say something right oh, now. which is on, It's got to be good. You set the bar high with the dinosaur human link. I recently was thinking to myself, like, in a weird way, like, we well, you know when Zero Hours Contracts came out and people were talking okay. about Zero Hours Contracts. To me, in my mind, that was quite a recent thing. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe associated with Deliveroo and uh, Uber and things like that. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. 20 years, isn't it? Well, I always felt like I feel for them zero hours, man, them, and gal, them, because they're on a zero hours contract. Well, turns out, only upon getting a new job did I find out I've been on a zero hours contract for like five and a half, six years, bruv. Wow. Wow. How how did you find that out then? Well, because that's what was said to me as I said, oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to be leaving. Like, what's my notice period? Like, you don't work here. You haven't worked here. <laughs> like, saying. <laughs> <laughs> How's that on your ego? Yeah, I'm going to hand him my notice. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is he from the car park? Is he like the... <laughs> Edit, they saw me in the toilet with Tutu aftershave and thought I was selling. No, I'm joking. There's your lollipop. <laughs> why do people... I think I've said this before, but why would people... That's one thing I don't miss about, like about toilets and nightclubs and things yeah is like why would somebody buy food in a toilet yeah yeah and again as kids we were always told if a man talks to you in a toilet tries to give you a lolly or anything to lick just run away punch him in the nuts run out when i did that mate there was security all over the hippodrome i'll be honest mate by the time i got to be a child like um it, the message had been softened it. to charlie says Always tell your mummy when you go somewhere. But it meant pretty much what you just said. Yeah. I'll be licking stuff in toilets. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? Why are you so cold today? I'm the one who's cold. Where's this? 
thermal fleece things. I'll be honest, this is so warm, I've had to open the window, mate. I'm sitting here with the window open because... Is this not one of your backhander sponsored tops that you haven't mentioned yet? This is not. This is not. I just thought the colour suited me, bruv. Anyway, next show, by the time we do the next show, I'll be 40. I know, it's incredible, isn't it? Smashing it. Yeah, and what are you looking forward to the most? Did you see that? That was my fake wink. I saw that. Yeah, it was really impressive. Because <laughs> I can't wink. Um, what I'm also, you, you went like that and the hair didn't move. <laughs> it's like the hair's on like a stick and it just went like that. You went, <laughs> and it just stayed. What are you looking forward to most about being forward? Just, um, I'm just grateful to be there, man. I think if people have seen me do stand-up and that, I'd do a bit about um, getting ill, like, about, yeah, it'll be five years ago now. And it was it was an illness, like a swift, sharp illness that could have killed me. Um, but it wasn't like all clear, Dave. It wouldn't be like all clear, Rosé. No, 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 no. It was like, it was serious. And ever since then, I kind of been grateful for, well, I am grateful for every day, even the bad ones, man. So probably, because you realise then when, when it might, when life might not be there, you realise how good it is, even the bad shit. But when you was in the worst of it, what if you died and everything that's happened since has just been like a dream? I don't know how to answer that, but one thing I will say is that everything that's happened since has kind of been pushed from like <laughs> thinking something would go, thinking that I, I wouldn't have the, been able to. I love the way when I say something to you and you're not interested, you'll go, I don't know how to answer that, and then you completely change subject. That's just brilliant. It's like talking to a solicitor. <laughs> so, am I going to get off with this? Well, I don't know how to answer that, but my car, you know, what? <laughs> so, but did you find God or anything like that when you were ill? No, I could, right, think? so I'll, I'll, I'll say it how it is. I had bilateral pulmonary embolism, so I had a large blood clot in each lung. What? I couldn't really breathe in or out, you mate. Blood, you had a blood clot. In your a blood clot. Lung. Two, two blood clot. Um, how did you get them then? Was there you... was never a reason. I know. I know. I know. I know. You was arsing around in the bathtub, weren't you? <laughs> you was in the water, in the bathtub, going underwater, holding your breath too long, and you mucked up your lungs. <laughs> Just to prove a point, so you make the mastic. <laughs> That's what happened. You got you got um, Jack Cousteau disease, man. Easy now. I've actually seen that film. <laughs> the the big blue. Up? Sorry. The big blue. There you yeah, go. I've only ever seen like two films. Up. I've seen that. There you go, mate. It's gone up well. How did you get it then? They don't know. What no, no one ever knew, and that's why like I'm on meds for the rest of my life and that. But my point being, like since then, it's kind of pushed me to just do stuff. Why not do it? Why not have a go? Do you know what I mean? I think everyone should have a guess, put it in a box, what you think caused your illness, what it was and what did it. <laughs> that would be cheery. <laughs> that would be great, man, because we might find a cure. We, Someone maybe. you went to school with might go, oh, yeah, it's when I um, punched him in the chest when he was 12 or something. I don't, I don't think that's, that's going to come in. What symptoms did you have before you had it? I could hardly breathe in or out. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't I breathe like, in I could breathe out. out. I just couldn't breathe in. I couldn't really no, the reason why I say it like that is because I used to, when I was younger, I suffered from asthma. Anyone who ever, ever suffered from asthma is actually a struggle to breathe out. It might not feel like that, but that's what it is, right? It's a struggle to breathe out, yeah? But yeah, with, with this, I, I could I struggle to breathe in and out, basically. So when you said there, did you find God? To me, it wasn't about finding God. It was like literally for the whole period of like when it was really bad, it was like thinking to yourself, breathe in and then breathe out. Every breath, like not really sleeping too tough because you were thinking it, it would have been easier not to breathe at points. Do you know what I'm saying? And then, but you know, that's not really an option, right? No, it doesn't really help. No. Nah. So yeah, no finding God, mate. It was just like breathe in, 
yeah, and then. And what changes did you make to your life after that? What What did you do different? I don't know. I suppose the first thing that I did is I saved up for a camera, uh, and I never bought the camera because I was like waiting for the perfect moment and all this other rubbish that was just makeup, makeup, and just realised you know what, just go and buy the camera. Had the money for the camera, bought the camera, started taking pics, doing videos, learning video editing software, um, recording my own gigs. Went out to America, recorded my gigs, made a little vlog of it and that do you know what I mean just got interested in things that I was probably interested in before but I was always like putting off at a perfect moment and you realize that perfect moment might not ever come mate so you might as well get oh, on oh look at a little bit of a profound it's true little kind of hey so you never know how long you got <laughs> it's a true thing we think your hair will go like that <laughs> on that I reckon that's a good place to stop no no you just really sunk the mood people are now crying People are now watching this. They go, he's got a fun of this. Like, <laughs> I miss my teddy bear. <laughs> Come on, let's tell us what you're going to do for the last couple of days before you thought you. Um, I've got, oh man, this isn't really doing much for my cred either, but champagne's in what the fridge. Cred? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Your cred, what cred is this? You're talking cred, about? mate. The credentials. What, what, the credentials <laughs> in the in the Kettering ends them in St Albans, massive. The, the Albanian credentials. The purple posse. The purple posse. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little drink. I'll probably go for a long walk, mate. This is gonna sound rubbish in a few years because people are gonna be like, "It was your 40th, 40th birthday. Why didn't you go to the club? Why didn't you go to the pub? Why didn't you do this?" Because we're in lockdown. We can't go nowhere. There's nowhere open. You can't go to the pub. So I've got the beers in. Got some champagne in. Got some good food. You can't have friends around or anything, can you? Nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell it how it is, mate. Went to Waitrose earlier, bought some mussels, bought some duck. Do you know what I mean? I'm oh, cooking no. it up. I'm all over it. Proper hardcore urban food, man. <laughs> That's all over that. Some duck, some croissant, some potato dip from Wa. You know what I mean? That's how we roll in St. Vincent. <laughs> I don't do them potato things anyway, whatever you just said. I don't know what it is. But it sounds, like, sounds like it's got butter in it. And I don't really do butter, you know. Early butter. I can't believe it's not butter. On it, but um, you know what? I think we should leave it there. Come leave back it to the people soon. So, big up everybody! Like, nice seeing Thanks, you while mate. I'm still like this side of 40. See you on the other side of 40. God bless, God willing, but, even. But, but next time we see you, you'll be 40. And will you sorted out the electrical sockets in your house that you keep <laughs> electrical? You're making your hair stand on. I, I think, I think I'll have sorted that out. Yeah, do it. That should be all good. <laughs> Jokes, right? So, um, yeah. Big up, John. Big up all the people them. Like, subscribe, share with your friends. Oh, a few people have fed back that they've been um, running while listening to the to the podcast. And that person who said that to me, I was like, man, I need to get myself running. So they've inspired me. Yeah, they inspired me to run. They've inspired me to have a cake. The man who'd come up with jogging, he died jogging. There's oh. a hint there. Yeah. The man who invented Segway, he died on a Segway. So, you know. Let me take that back now. The man who invented jogging. That's an idiot thing. Because no one invented jogging. He did. He made it big in the 70s in America. and In he... the 70s in America. So what, there weren't man jogging around Africa back in time before time. Or a man jogs? jogging for the bus. You know how hot it is in Africa? Let's a man jogging for the bus in America. No, there was no... Um... A, a black mother jogging after her black ute to give him some licks. I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah, well, that's that's made it a little bit awkward, mate. That's that's taking Arthur Lydiard. There you go. Are you being deadly serious?
He was the man who invented jogging. That's that idiot thing. If you think that's that idiot thing, put it in the comments. He, oh, well, we're going to talk about it next time. Yeah, let's do it. All right, yeah. big up. And, I, and I'm going to have my calculator ready. Then. Have your calculator ready. Statistically, go. Invented <laughs> jogging, idiot thing. All right, big up. We don't know no lies.